you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is and you've got this to look forward to check it out sofi stadium the road to super bowl 56 continues with the divisional playoffs we here on gmfb call it the throwdown round the momentum building pressure on the rise in the final eight teams that's right eight teams left looking to punch their ticket to championship sunday it's the divisional playoffs presented by intuit TurboTax live Eight teams, four games, one destiny, just one Lombardi to rule them all. Action kicks off Saturday, January 22nd. You can head over to NFL.com slash schedule for the full schedule and all those Super Bowl activities going on at SoFi. I was checking those out. Seems like it's going to be a party on the West Coast. Welcome to Good Morning Football Out East. Mike Garofalo is here. Super Bowl champion Michael it's, Robinson. It's a GMFB weekend, a GMFB weekday crossover event. It is, right? A little bit of crossfire. What there you show? go. Yes. Are we playing spades or something? Huh? Tucker Carlson. Got, I can't throw the books cards that far, man. <laughs> you guys want to talk about these games? Yes. Let's do it. Either that or Mike Rob's bag. Let's go with the games. <laughs> yeah. Time for I found it. Leave yes. block. You found your bag? I got it. Yay. Yes. That's very exciting. Now let's talk about these Bengals. They're coming off a huge win against the Raiders Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, They're in Nashville this week to take on the number one seeded Titans in the AFC Divisional for the latest on Cincinnati. We send it over to Aditi King Kabbalah. Okay, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor had some good news Tuesday when he said defensive end Trey Hendrickson is progressing through the concussion protocol 
in a positive manner. Hendrickson has had a monster year for the Bengals up front, really helping fuel their pass rush. And the Bengals noticed a significant difference Saturday in the wildcard game when Hendrickson was in the game and when he wasn't. Their pressure rate dropped nearly 30 percentage points. Of course, Hendrickson's presence is about more than just the pass rush. It's having a body up front where the Bengals are already thin. Larry Ogunjobi was placed on IR earlier this week. Mike Daniels won't be able to go. And everybody knows how fiercely the Titans run the ball. Now, even though Titans head coach Mike Grable is being a little bit coy about Derrick Henry's participation, the Bengals are fully prepared for a heavy dose of running from whoever it is. DJ Redder said that he knows the Titans are going to run. As Grable likes to say, the Titans are going to chip away at the rock. And so, Redder said, it's next man up. And in terms of stopping the run, he said, it all starts up front. Thanks so much, Aditi. It's the team that broke their 31-year postseason win drought up against the least talked about team, the one that had the bye week, the rest for their superstar, Derrick Henry, to come back. This is a storyline we've been tracking. Mike, can you add anything? You heard Aditi there saying that Mike Vrabel is being coy about Derrick Henry's mm-hmm. availability and we're going to try to ramp him up and then we're going to make a decision. Decision's going to be to let Derrick Henry play. I mean, the question is how much is he going to play, but certainly did everything he could in rehab to get ready for this uh, possibility of playing in the divisional round. So I do expect to see Derrick Henry out there. How much they put on him, you don't want to risk anything with no nope. foot or re-injury or anything, you know, because it can be a potential re-injury situation. Mike Robb is nodding. You can't see him. He's <laughs> off camera, but he knows that that is the deal with this injury. So we'll see. But the Titans expected to have Derrick Henry out there uh, this weekend. The week of rest could not have hurt Derrick Henry's chances for optimal usage mm-hmm. in this big game. Let's take a look back at history before we really dig into this. It is not easy to knock off the top seed. Since 2010, it's happened six times huh? in the divisional round. The most recent back in 2019. So maybe it is that easy. Uh, it was the six-seed Titans knocking off those one-seed Ravens. So as we look at Saturday's matchup, how did the Titans avoid getting upset by the Bengals in the AFC Divisional? Just absolutely kick Cincinnati in the face up front. And yep. I think they can, and I think they will. Cincinnati is by no means a finesse team. They play in a cold-weather market. They've got great big men up front. But their danger is they're going to beat you with fireworks and long passes, and Joe Mixon is going to put up a on you. Tennessee, there's no secret what they're going to do. They're going to beat you up front. And I'm looking at Jeffrey Simmons as Ball. maybe the most valuable player in this game. Jeffrey Simmons did not make the AFC Pro Bowl team. It was left off. DeForest Buckner made it. Chris Jones made it. Cameron Hayward made it. All three are worthy. Jeffrey Simmons was left off. I think Jeffrey Simmons might have been the best defensive tackle in the AFC this entire season. And I think he's playing off that anger and been playing off that fury since the Pro Bowl teams were announced. Look at the numbers for Simmons this season and what he's done as compared to his first two years in the league. Career highs across the board. Sacks, tackles, tackles for a loss, quarterback hits. And if you remember, and you have to go back a couple years to the draft, this was a top five pick the whole way through the college season. Mississippi State, this is the guy, tore his knee up right before the NFL draft while he was training and then fell to the middle of the first round, did the full recovery, and now in year three is fully blossoming. I don't see how they can stop Jeffrey Simmons. I don't see how they're going to stop that Tennessee push up front. Cincinnati, it's been a great ride. I'm not saying it's (laughs) over yet. I'm just saying don't overlook with especially Larry O being possibly out, with especially Trey Hendrickson possibly being out, and then now, of course, we're hearing that Mike Daniels ain't going to play either. I I just don't know in the trenches how Cincinnati can keep Tennessee from coming in. Maybe that motivates Cincinnati to play even a different brand of football. But if Ngakwe and Crosby were having a field day, just wait for Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons. 
Simmons is one of my favorite players in the National Football League. I mean, this dude is explosive off the line of scrimmage, and everything in that defense starts with him. When you double-team him, he has the ability to split the double-team and also make the plays on the back end. But I think this Tennessee Titans team, they're going to have to limit the explosive play. I mean, this explosive nature of the Cincinnati Bengals offense, all of those wide receivers, check out this board I'm about to show you guys. 50-plus yard receiving touchdowns, eight. I mean, you got teams that don't even have two or three. This team has eight, and I think it's because of the Jamar Chase on the outside. It's because of T. Higgins. It's because of Tyler Boyd. It's very tough to match up with these guys, right? Tyler Boyd, he's the guy that's going to rule the slot, and you got Jamar Chase. He's the guy that they focus on in the pass game. He's the backside of the three-by-one, and T. Higgins owns the red zone. I think the Tennessee Titans, uh, to your point, Peter, they're going to have to get a push. They're going to have to make sure Joe Burrow doesn't have a clean pocket so that he can complete these passes like this because if he pushes the ball downfield, if you get that long touchdown, that only opens up things for Joe Mixon. That only backs up safeties mm. and creates the space in the run game that I know Cincinnati wants to get done. Kind of piggybacking off of that, but it's quite simple. How do they avoid the upset? They listen to Mike Vrabel. That's what yeah. they do. Because here's what Vrabel does during the week. He'll kind of identify the top things that he wants his guys to focus on, the biggest keys to the game. It's very Belichickian, and I'm really even <laughs> sorry that I even said that, but that's the point. It's like, what do they do well? We're going to kind of take it away. But what Vrabel does does all week long is he'll hammer it into his guys' heads. He'll keep mentioning it in the locker room, during practice, in meeting rooms, to the point where it gets annoying. To like, the we players. get it, coach. Yeah, exactly. So he'll be walking through, hey, number one. Remember, number one. Yeah, okay. Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we make sure that he doesn't go. Yeah, okay. All right, coach, we got it. So that, I guarantee you, is going to be his biggest point this week to them. Sunday, Saturday. 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 I believe in Nashville. <laughs> Cannot wait for this game. I talked a lot about Joe Burrow's turnovers and interceptions at the beginning of the season. I'm looking at Tannehill. Tannehill cannot throw an interception. It seems so simple. You know, turnovers. Of course, it's going to change and skew games, but he he does it. And, and he didn't do it last time he was out on the field, but overall, 21 touchdowns to 18 turnovers, the lowest ratio among playoff quarterbacks. In the Titans' five losses, he's coughed it up 10 times. That is triple his turnover rate from the Titans win. So we talk about Burrow getting sacked. Tannehill's second most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. That is alarming. That's, that doesn't make sense to me given how much this team runs the ball. So there's that issue as well. I don't think it has to be a 300-yard game, of course. Maybe he won't be put in a situation where those interceptions fly. And he didn't do it last time he was on the field. I think we saw this brilliant performance week 18. It was the best version of himself. But he does, he this year, I don't know if it's because he didn't have AJ and Julio at the same time, but he did throw interceptions. And that's a huge concern in this one because yeah. you know who's not. Burrow's not throwing interceptions, at least right now, for a pretty nice, healthy streak. Yeah, no, Tannehill had a huge week 17 against the Dolphins. Had, you know, they get the number one seed. It was big. But there were those games where it was, hey, there's injuries on the field. We need you to lead us here and you know I know Titans fans hate hearing it but they lost to the Texans and they lost to the Jets and that stuff is giant red flags to me based on the talent on both sides of the ball. Scary. I'm scared it is scary. I'm, I'm concerned about the, the use of Derrick Henry. I know Jeezy hit on it a little bit earlier in that segment. There's a guy who almost averages 30 carries a game when he's playing. His presence will do something for this offense but I just hope the Titans don't put too much of a load on this guy man because that foot injury you can't train like you're going to be playing in a game. Yeah and that's what Ray was saying we're trying to replicate that contact tough, you man. can't replicate it they're not tackling them to the ground you can't replicate it in training camp you're yeah. definitely yeah. not replicating it in january with all the limited contact you got in practice so you do what you can you get him out there you try to get him acclimated he's not gonna have 30 carries we no. know that you know but what's the number is it half of that is it a quarter of that we'll see well do they take those carriers away from the two backs no. that have been no they've been stepping up you know what i'm saying i, I 
I think it's a tough decision to make. They didn't need Derrick Henry to get here. They got a first round by securing it with a win over the Texans in brilliant fashion week 18. They get to rest and get him back. He's like, is he icing on the cake? Do they need him to win? Okay, at GMFE with your tweets. Uh, when asked about his team's performance against the Cardinals on Monday, Aaron Donald told reporters, quote, I feel like we were just dominant out there, end quote. So the player who has to have the most dominant performance in the entire divisional round is who? We don't know if Fred Warner is going to go. We don't know if mm -hmm. Nick Bosa is going to go. And now we don't know exactly the status of Jimmy Garoppolo because it was revealed the shoulder is pretty banged up. I think Debo Samuel needs to go absolutely ham if they've got a chance yep. up there in Green Bay. And I don't think it's crazy to say he might. No team has been able to stop him. And what I love about San Francisco's offense is how they all commit to it. You know George Kittle had one catch the other night? But he was he blocking the whole blocks, bro. Oof. Kittle has only nine catches over the last four games. Hasn't said a hmm. peep, hasn't complained, and he knows that his best role is to block. Same thing with Jawan Jennings, same thing with Brandon Ayuk. Great point. Step up when you have to, but they have all bought in. There has not been one diva in that building, and it's like, Debo is our guy. If we can get Debo going, we will win these games. They have been winning these games. I think if Debo goes nuts, Green Bay is going to have a problem. If Debo is stopped, I think Green Bay rolls. And I like that he's not a diva. No, that matters too, because if he no, acted he, differently, there might be some tumult about that situation and those targets. But he, as suddenly as he is, Mr. 6.3 yards per carry, most yards per catch in the National Football League, handles himself well as a teammate. Absolutely. And put me in any spot, any role, I'll do it, and I'll block too if I have to. And he has had some killer blocks this year as well. For me, Jeffrey Simmons, yep. Tennessee Titans defensive tackle. I mean, eight and a half sacks. What, 12 or 13 tackles for a loss? This dude, everything about this defense originates and starts with Jeffrey Simmons. He's the reason why uh, Dupree and all those guys on the outside are able to get one-on-ones. He's the reason why Kevin Byard gets all his interceptions, pushing the pocket, all of those things. They're going to need him to push the pocket on Joe Burrow and also in the run game with Joe Mixon because I believe the glue to this Cincinnati Bengals offense is Joe Mixon and this running game and is built off double teams in the, in the zone running game. Jeffrey Simmons has to be a playmaker through double teams, break through double teams, and actually go ahead and make the tackle. And, dude, you can't take no plays off. I know you're a big dude. No plays off. They're going to need your entire effort. Let's get it. Am I supposed to put – you guys put your handle up there? Am I yeah, I do. Put, I, I mean, I need followers, man. You've got all the you – know. I don't have them all. I'm going Von Miller right here. Von Miller, going, you've got Tristan Wirfs in a walking boot. you got Josh Wells, their swing tackle. He's banged up. So, you know what, Von Miller – you got to get, uh, come in, you got to create some chaos. I want to see Super Bowl 50 Von Miller, if yeah. I possibly can. If this team's going to pull the upset, the opportunity is there. Rams, Bucks, early Sunday afternoon. When you look at these two teams, it all boils down to these two. Not really, but let's talk about them anyway. Nobody stacks up to Tom when it comes to playoff <laughs> success and experience. Stafford got a first postseason win Monday night against those Cardinals that did not show up. But let's not forget about the past, guys. Let's talk about this Sunday. Stafford was so efficient up against the cards. He looked awesome. Odell looked great. What a fit there. Can the Rams take down the Bucks with efficient Stafford, or do they need more to take down Tom Brady and company? They can beat Tom Brady and the Bucks if Matt Stafford is efficient. But if you look at how they played him in that Week 3 matchup, I mean, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, they went empty. They spreaded this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense out. If you remember, the Bucks' secondary was a little bit beat up. And so they spreaded those guys out. 
and just let the receivers do their concepts and, and get the ball out fast. I think that's probably going to continue to be the game plan unless the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Todd Bowles can, you know, send some pressure to get the ball out of his hands. But guess what? Matthew Stafford is excellent against the Blitz because you have a guy like Cooper Cup. So to answer your question, mm-hmm. absolutely, they can beat uh, t- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I would argue that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was even more healthy in week three when they got beat by 10 points. Okay. Um, by the Rams. So this game is going to be a tough order for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, especially the Buccaneers defense trying to guard these guys, man, because they have weapons everywhere. The only way I see the Rams losing this game is if Matthew Stafford has a Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford game. Sorry. I just Rams offense needs to be efficient and use some clock like Mike Rob did in this segment. We've got no time left. I got no time to make a point. I'll just say real quickly, Stafford was 13 to 17 and they called the dogs off in the second half. We we kind of made it like he was a game manager. I, mm. He was pretty good. He was dialed in on Monday he night. Didn't he didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Levante David's back. That's big. We got to get That's into huge. all of this. We gotta, we'll get into this matchup yeah, more, but what a zinger by him. <laughs> By Jeezy, Jeezy boy. Like he he rescued me. Yeah. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're live in New York City. So excited about these games, baby. We are at the breakfast table with our GMFB weekend family. Mike Garofolo, Michael Robinson are here. Peter Schrager, myself, Kay Adams. Thank you 
for choosing us to hang out with. Time for the lead block. Lead uh, block. Okay, Sunday night, prime time, premier showdown between two top shelf quarterbacks. We just mentioned them. So let's toss it over to Kim Jones, who has the latest on this battle of heavyweights. Good morning, Kay. I think we all know now that the Bills went to Kansas City in week five and came away with a win over the Chiefs. The question, on Sunday night with such higher stakes, can they pull off another victory? We're going to find out, and it should be a good one. Couple of keys. Can Micah Hyde change this game, too? When he did against the Patriots with that interception was absolutely remarkable, wasn't it? Number two, can Devin Singletary keep up his groundbreaking ways, if you will. Late in the season, he hit his stride. He's averaged about five yards a carry in the past five games for the Bills. And finally, will there be emotions? Last year, we saw Stefan Diggs hand on his helmet watching the Chiefs celebrate that they were the team advancing to the Super Bowl. This time around, can the Bills channel all of that and come out with the win? We're going to find out. Excellent work by Kim. As always, obviously a lot of factors that go into who wins or loses, but let's keep it to the superstar quarterbacks for now. Who is under the most pressure? We love this question. Yeah. Who's under the most pressure in the AFC? Do you think it is Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? And uh, Mike, you can start. I don't know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes got more rings. Josh Allen's on the come up here. You'd think it would be Josh Allen. But I'm going to pull a U-turn here, and I'm going to tell you it's Patrick Mahomes. Why? Show them the numbers. And I mentioned this early in the season. I said they started to lose these games to teams they might see again in the postseason. Well, 0-3 against the remaining playoff teams this season. You're not going to have to play three of them, but you're going to have to play two of them if you plan to go to the Super Bowl here. So maybe Patrick Mahomes realizes he's looking across the line and seeing some defenses that are more confident than they would have been. I, I did think that those victories earlier in the season, and granted they scored more points against the Bengals than they did against the other teams, but I did think those victories early in the season were potential confidence builders if they saw these teams again. So here we are, Mike Rob. Mm, 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 mm. I agree with you, Jeezy. I do think Patrick Mahomes has a level of pressure there, but I, I, I'm going to go with Josh Allen here in, in Buffalo Bills fans. Hear me out, all right? I mean, Josh Allen and, and, and our team, our Buffalo Bills, we have to take the next step. And the next step is beating up on the Kansas City Chiefs. The next step is getting to a Super Bowl. The next step is winning a Super Bowl. And to me, Josh Allen is the guy to do it. He's probably, you talk about the two arm talents in the National Football League, you guys have heard me say this. If you talk about Patrick Mahomes as being one, this guy's one uh, B. The pressure's on Josh Allen to take the next step. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be the best player on the, on, on the football field. Pressure creates opportunities of anxiety, so I hope he does get his meditation and all those things in before the game. But it also creates diamonds, and I think Josh Allen will be a diamond come Sunday night. Allen's win on Saturday night, I think, changed the, the landscape of the rest of the playoffs. I think a lot of us saw that and were like, whoa. Five touchdowns, ran for 70 yards. They never had to punt. They never got to fourth down. And yet, if they lose on Sunday, they were out in the divisional round. And it, it, okay, they won a wild card round. And then we do this next year. Like, can the Bills get over the hunt? Like, they're going on the road. I look at Josh Allen and it reminds me, I go back historically. Brett Favre was winning MVP awards, was doing But Favre had to like, Go through the trenches against the Cowboys and the 49ers for years before he finally got through. 93, they lost to Dallas in the Divisional. 94, lost to Dallas in the Divisional. 95, lost to Dallas in the NFC Championship game. They finally, in 96, got past Carolina in that NFC Championship game in Lambeau. But like, 
it didn't happen overnight for Favre, and Favre, of course, was the MVP, was the most celebrated player, was John Madden's favorite, he was the face of the NFL. Josh Allen, like, it might not be that easy unless you get past Mahomes. You do that now, you're ahead of the game, you're ahead of Favre, you're ahead of a lot of these quarterbacks. Peyton Manning lost his first three playoff games. I think it's on Josh Allen to just get this thing done. Like, put Kansas City away, and then you got to go beat Tennessee or Cincinnati, which I think the Bills, no matter who they play in that game, will be favored. So I look at Josh Allen, because if it's not this year, then we got to do this whole thing again next year. And, he might do without Dable. Uh, and he might lose Dable, and he might lose Ken Dorsey, and he might lose Leslie Frazier on defense. Like, it's all there this year. I would hate to think after Saturday night's performance that it was like, oh, that was a good run, and then it's over on Monday night. But that might be the case. And you don't want that to be your peak, right? And that's what we're fighting in this one. And I think it does matter because it is the Chiefs. I think it matters more to Josh Allen because there's that team you have to, what you just outlined, but also the trade. They handed Mahomes the draft pick in which they chose to get Mahomes. The Bills are the team that traded KC the pick back in 2017. Now, I don't think there's a single Buffalo Bills fan who would say, I wouldn't rather have Tremaine Edmonds or Tredavious White. That's who they got back in that trade. And then they drafted Josh Allen a year later. That said, if you lose again in a big game in the playoffs to the guy that you basically gift-drafted to your opponent, like, don't be the Knicks to Mahomes' Bulls. Like, that's what we're fighting, right? That's what it is. And, you know, for years, the Bulls would get to that big game and then the Knicks would be ready and it would be Xavier McDaniel and Anthony Mason and the Bulls were too good and Mahomes was Michael Jordan. I think it's a great comparison because you can't have this happen year after year after year and I think the regular season win matters. I mean, that game went to a rain delay and, and everyone's like, all right, the Chiefs are going to come out and they're going to be co-. And the Bills were like, no, we're good. We still got this and they just blew them out in the second half in Kansas City. I think it's a shootout. I, I cannot wait for this game but I also can't pick this game because I don't know how it goes. Pressure-wise though, Josh Allen can really be the face of the NFL if he wins this one. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. You, you wonder, and, and, and it starts to creep into your own mind if you're on the team, right? Like, uh, can, is, we, we, get, can we do this? Do we have the right coach or quarterback? I mean, you start to look around, and now all of a sudden, you, everything that we're saying on the outside, you worry about people on the inside thinking. That's the problem here. So mm. that's where the pressure would be on Allen and would be on the Bills in this one. Is this How many times can you get there before you just fall back down the mountain? Unless, Sisyphus. Unless you want to go Greek mythology? There you go. Okay, at GMFE with your tweets, uh, we'll sell the on the West Coast because we, of course, have all of that excitement. And then optimism around the league with teams needing to fill those coaching vacancies. What do you got? Well, there is some uh, coaching news to get you caught up on. Obviously, there's been a lot of that that we've been hearing about. And we start in Seattle, where head coach Pete Carroll has decided to make a change on his coaching staff. The Seahawks firing defensive coordinator Ken Norton after four seasons with the team. Seattle's defense ranked 28th in the NFL in total defense, giving up nearly 380 yards a game and 31st in pass defense this season. The team also parting ways with defensive passing game coordinator Andre Curtis. Meanwhile, the Broncos continuing their search for their next head coach. On Tuesday, they interviewed Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, as well as Cowboys offensive coordinator Callan Moore. Of all the reported candidates Denver is interviewing, Quinn is the only one with head coaching experience. In Minnesota, According to Schrags, that's right, our very own Peter Schrager, the Vikings have requested permission to interview Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. This is Morris's first request for an interview. After hearing the news, Rams corner Jalen Ramsey calling Morris the best coach he's ever had. And NFL Network's Tom Palacero 
reporting that Jaguars have their first head coaching finalist. They'll conduct a second interview with Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus on Thursday. Eberflus just completed his fourth season as the D.C. in Indy. Eberflus also interviewed for the Bears head coaching vacancy earlier this week. So it looks like we're getting closer and closer to seeing some of these vacancies filling up. Okay, guys? We talked about Raheem Morris on the show yesterday for a long time. I lo- sure, I didn't know that. Yes, he's we did. He reported it. He's getting his shot. He's getting his first interview in Minnesota. I hope it's not done. Uh, Jalen Ramsey came out and voiced his opinion on this news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have heard Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, all for Raheem Morris. So it feels like there's a bit of momentum for him. He's getting his first interview with Minnesota. But yes, we were talking about it yesterday. Mike, Rob, Kay, Kyle, myself. Why hasn't this guy been getting interviews? Well, now he's got one. Hopefully there's more. Excellent. News break by Mr. Peter Schrager and Will Selva. We've got Mike Garofolo, Michael Robinson. It is time now to take it to the bank, presented by Capital One. So... We asked on Twitter last night, hit us up with coaching questions, GM questions. There's lots of vacancies. Maybe there's more to come even during the postseason. So when it's coaching search season, it can, you know, you can take it to the bank that these two right here have a lot going on on the little phones <laughs> over there. So we picked three of these tweets for you guys to answer. And let's start with Matt. Matt writes, which direction do the Bears go at coach and why? Um, Mike G, I'm going to you here. I okay. think they need... Way more discipline yes. in their next head coach. That's why I think Flores yeah. could be a good match. I mean, if they're going to get Flores, I'm up. Yeah, um, that would be a good one. I think they're going to wind up going defensive coach. I do. Just looking at the number of uh, defensive guys that they have talked to in this case, a lot of times you go away from what you tried to do the last time. But I'll throw another name, and we just heard him. Matt Eberflus, uh, who's in the running for that Jaguars job and is going to get a follow-up interview. I think that is a strong candidate for the Bears job. This is a guy that commands respect, commands discipline from his players. So the things that Matt is looking for in his team, you could get from Matt Eberflus. I believe he's a strong candidate in Chicago. Keep an eye on him. I think it's interesting. I also think the person who's kind of running the point for this thing is interesting. Bill Polian has been kind of working with the McCaskies. Polian, of course, a pro football Hall of Famer, helped build the Bills of the 90s and then the Colts with Peyton Manning. Polian in the past has hired coaches from all different backgrounds. He's hired coaches from all different offensive and defensive side of the ball. I remember with the Colts, you had Tony Dungy and then you had Jim Caldwell, which was defense and then offense. So I think if you're trying to button it whole and be like, okay, well, they're definitely going defense. You might be missing some on offense. I will say this with the Bears. I haven't heard any rumors of like any of the college coaches. I thought for sure with the Bears, you'd hear a Harbaugh mention, mm-hmm. considering his connection to the Bears. Mm. I thought maybe they would make a play for Ryan Day, the coach at Ohio State, maybe Matt Campbell at Iowa State, but nothing yet. And I'm waiting for one of these college coaches to emerge. Maybe it's Las Vegas, but nothing yet from those college coaches. And in a Big Ten country, I thought maybe Day or Harbaugh, but it hasn't been the case yet. Polian's really taken the reins there, and he's got a lot of control, so not surprising that he's looking for NFL pedigree yep. in the guys that they're looking at right now. Interesting. At GMFB with your tweets, the next one's coming from Monty. We're going to talk about these buffs. Buffalo gentlemen, do you guys think Joe Shane and Brian Dable are a package deal? Shrigs. Okay, so here's what's going on in New York right now. Joe Shane interviewed yesterday. You're going to get a second interview for Ryan Poles, the Chiefs GM, uh, number two in their front office today. So everyone's like, all right, if we get Shane, we get Dable. But what you're not realizing is Dable might have other opportunities. There might be a Miami job waiting for Dable. He might want Chicago, and Bill Polian has connections to Dable there. So Joe Shane is the is is right now the only one who's completed an interview. I would look at some other names. I would look at Brian Dable, yes, for sure. I would also look at the defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, as a possibility for the Giants job. And then I would look at two individuals with New York roots. 
Jersey, New York. I would look at Dan Quinn, who's a Morristown, New Jersey guy who has been a head coach and can, can bring that back to the Giants. I would also look at Brian Flores, who is a Brooklyn, New York native and went to Poly Prep in Brooklyn and, and went to BC, East Coast guy who knows the feel for this market. Okay. I would look at those four names, Dable, Frazier, and I would then look at Flores and Quinn if we're going Joe Shane. If Shane gets the job, and by the way, if we accomplish nothing else in this segment, we we'll get one more person to understand <laughs> it's pronounced Joe Shane. We did our job here. These names will come up as part of the, the discussion, but there will also be other names in the coaching search um, that will be influenced by ownership and by others in the building. I know when Brian Flores got let go in Miami, the Giants had not yet fired Joe Judge, but the antenna went up in that building like, and I'm not saying that the Giants fired Joe Judge because right. Brian Flores became available, but I know that there's interest there, at least among some folks in the building, so keep an eye on that one. But Shane's got roots outside of Buffalo, too. I mean, he was okay. in Miami. He's been he's been around. He was in Miami when Todd Bowles was there, but I don't think Todd Bowles goes <laughs> back to the New York market, so I wouldn't necessarily put him in there. But point is he's got roots beyond just Brian Dable so let's see the way it goes. They've created something so magical there so Shrake's the difference between, like when I look at Dable if it, does the Super Bowl change any of this like if they win the Super Bowl is he more likely to leave is he more like or is there a world where they stay because it's like let's go for one because that always sort of plays into it the way the postseason goes right? Yeah I think it all? thought the Chargers job was his last year because he had a connection to Tom Telesco the general manager but it turns out Brandon Staley blew him away and Brandon I think the more he he puts on a national stage that like here's Here's what I'm constructing. Mm -hmm. Here's my offense. It's going to be more opportunities for him. But yes, he's ready to go. I think he's not going to stick around to win a. I but think like the Dable. Patriots did that for so long. It's like, we won one, let's just win another one. Yeah. Let's just go right I back. Just, so, yeah. I just hope he doesn't try to, you know, like some coordinators do, which I think kind of ha happened to Kellen Moore with Dallas uh, in this past weekend. Knowing that head coaching jobs are out there, you try to do something different or you try to create a certain offense to show off what you can do, and you end up losing. To me, I, I just hope Brian Dable is focused <laughs> and they put yeah. out of the best version of themselves this week. We I, love Dawson Knox, but he doesn't need to be the leading receiver yeah. <laughs> like uh, our boy Dalton Schultz was down just in Dallas. What do you got? Just real quick, I know you know this. Uh, Dable's beyond just X's and O's. He's a guy that relates to the players yeah. very well. He's able to teach and command respect without being an authoritarian yeah. type of presence. And one of the things they love That's is important. that he comes from Saban and Belichick, but he like broke away and was like, I'm going to do my own thing now. Yep. So he's not just, I've only worked for Saban and Belichick. He's done his own thing, and in Buffalo, it's been his. Look at Josh Allen and the growth every year, especially lately. He's playing like, I mean, how much credit does Dable does? It's all, I don't need to see numbers. I don't need, what he's done, it's like, I look at other quarterbacks mm -hmm. around the league that we've talked about at this breakfast table. That, like, what would that do for someone with that talent? Absolutely. When you, have, when you have a guy as talented as Josh Allen, you need a coordinator who understands how to use every part of Josh Allen. And I, I think when you talk about the principles, the passing principles, the, you know, the, the offensive principles that Josh Allen has been through over the last couple of years, right, you see Brian Dable having a plan. He's building on certain concepts and making this playbook almost unstoppable. So again, just make sure this game plan is tight. NFC Divisional Matchup features Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. Wow. They faced each other, guys. I hardly remember this game. Week three? Play or week Blowout. three? Blowout. Long time ago. Both of these matchups were week three. Yeah. Both of the NFC side. Will the Rams find similar success? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to Good Morning Football. Come on into our breakfast table here in New York City. My name is Kay Adams with Peter Schrager. As always, Mike Garofolo is with us from Good Morning Football Weekend and, of course, Super Bowl champion Michael Robinson here all week. I'm happy. Man. Thanks for being here. Is this part of your new clothes? Clothing it ain't new. It's purchase? not new. Oh. I found my bags. So. You got oh. the suitcase. That's the guru look right there. That's what that is. Yeah, man. You got questions. He's got answers. But Let's you know it. what the answer is? Know thyself. Hey, Jeezy, man. You've been around me way too long. Way man. too that long. awesome. I don't know what they're saying, Shrek. So we're going to say <laughs> time for the lead block. Lead block. Because I know what that means. And yes, I do have questions, and you better have answers. <laughs> After the Niners pulled off the upset against the Cowboys on Super Wild Card Weekend, they earned a trip up to Lambeau to take on Aaron Rodgers and the one-seed Packers. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this game's going to be so good. Stacey Dales has everything we need to know ahead of Saturday night. Good morning, Kay. Niners-Packers, Saturday night at Lambeau in the divisional round, a rematch dating all the way back to week three regular season in San Fran. Of course, the Pack won that game just by a smidge on a Mason Crosby field goal. We know they're much different teams this time around, but we also know what we're going to get. That's a physical football game. In fact, Matt LaFleur with the Packers said, the Niners' identity is physical. They're playing confident football. He literally told us, you better play each play like it is your last for the duration of this game. The Packers are getting healthy when it matters most. A bevy of players back and ramping up from the offensive line. Josh Myers, David Bakhtiari continue to get healthy. 
Billy Turner, wide receiver Randall Cobb has been practicing for some time. And from the defense, Whitney Merciless. And how about Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith, the pack hopeful they'll be able to go. We are going to keep our eye on Nick Bosa. He is in the concussion protocol. He's a big one to chase after Aaron Rodgers, as is his teammate, linebacker Fred Warner, dealing with the low-grade ankle sprain. They're going to need those two guys and a whole lot more to take down the number one seed on Saturday night, okay? Bosa and Warner, got to get them right, got to make sure Jimmy is as close to 100% as he can be following that win, and of course, a tough matchup in the cold elements awaiting them. Stacey Dales, appreciate you. This is a huge game. How do these six-seed Niners stack up against the one-seed Packers, the glaring number, of course, that Aaron Rodgers 0-3 uh, yeah. against this team? Different team, though. It is a different team. It's a different Green Bay Packers team. I think this is probably the best defense Aaron Rodgers has had on his team, you know, has been a part of in his entire career. So this is going to be a great matchup. But I'm going to look at the San Francisco run game, first and foremost. I mean, in that first matchup, week three, the San Francisco 49ers only rushed for 67 yards. They got out-muscled. They got out-physical. It, it, it's crazy to say that a Kyle Shanahan's team got out-muscled, right? But that's exactly what happened. And I think what you heard from Matt LaFleur right there was him putting, you know, putting that out there and putting that energy out there for his team. We're going to have to be physical and then if they truly want to win this game they got to stop Devontae Adams I mean Devontae Adams has lit this team up I mean five games versus the Niners 124 receiving yards and five touchdowns and he does a lot of his work from the slot where he creates a lot of space Jesus you talked about it you know earlier how Aaron Rodgers ability to put the ball no matter who's defending him no matter whether there's two or three guys covering him Aaron Rodgers ability to put the ball just in a place where Devontae Adams can get it that's going to be the difference in this game in the San Francisco 49ers they better guard this dude especially in that slot if they were playing anybody else in the NFC I'd probably pick them this week and say like oh this is a great match really? they're even in the AFC, I haven't even thought about it, but maybe in the a AFC, the way that they're... Going into Arrowhead. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'd be like, oh, they got... They, I, I don't... It just this feels wrong. This just feels like a really? bad matchup for them. I just... You know, the, the last two times they've played this team, they've... Uh, Packers have played clean football. No giveaways. Two takeaways in each game. Uh, it's just... I, I feel like they've started to find the answers that they didn't have the year before, and now they're riding with that confidence. They're it's getting the physicality. It. Remember in... Yeah. You know, in that playoff game. Jimmy threw the ball what eight, eight times? times. Yeah. Eight times, and they beat the hell out of they beat the hell out of them that you mm -hmm. know out of the Packers that night. It's the physical presence, and I think that's why you're hearing Matt Lafleur say it out loud. Come on, we got to be physical. They were off last week, guys. Yeah, you know, you know that lather from well, the season doesn't just come back. And the other thing is they're getting the cavalry back, which sounds great, right? But these guys, a lot of them played. haven't played in a while, and even if they did, there was just a little spot duty or whatever. So I, I get that part of it, but I, I'll, I'll take all those guys coming back. Give me them all. Give yeah. me the reinforcements. Rather have them than not. Better yeah, to have them. True. Give me the reinforcements at this Who time. Who are of they? Year. Who are the guys that you expect to be on the field that haven't been? Uh, well, there are guys that haven't been or just, just came back. Uh, Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari, Zadarius Smith, Whitney Merciless. Uh, Whitney Merciless. Who am I missing? Like a pro there are a lot I mean, of guys. Yeah. guys I'm, back. I'm blanking. I think Billy a lot. Turner back. Yeah. Billy Turner came back in week 18, I believe, and played a little bit. So these are a lot of guys coming back for this team and all of a sudden feeling good about looking around. So they better not lose. Hey, he's here. Hey, he's here. Hey, he's here. So they, they better, better not lose. <laughs> yeah, they better not lose. Oh, who knows oh, if the quarterback's Aaron coming Rodgers, back? Aaron Rodgers, I'm telling you this now. Y'all lose this game, bro. I, oh, I man, me. put a microphone in front of me. <laughs> oh, I'm going in on Aaron. What do yes, you mean? I am. 
because yeah, Mike he's Brown. the best team yeah. that he's been around. And, you know, the offseason, all of those things. To me, this is Aaron Rodgers' time, man. If he doesn't go to the Super Bowl, if he doesn't win it, we talk about arm talents that should be winning Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Aaron Rodgers only got one of those things. What are I, we talking about? I get it. And, and Mike, you say that you would take the Niners to anyone else. I, if I'm the Packers, I would love to have seen anyone else. Give me the Rams Agreed. in the cold weather. Yep. Give me... Oh gosh, Stafford and Lambeau. Ooh, <laughs> like you talk about the. Other, give me the Bucks, okay? Give us another shot. Give us Brady. Okay, yep. Give us whoever it is. Give us the Cowboy. 49ers historically. Kay, you mentioned it. Rodgers has not done well in playoff games against the, this team. And Kyle Shanahan was in Washington and Tampa with Joe Barry. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, was there before Nathaniel Hackett was in Tampa as the, uh, the the young quality control guy under Gruden? Like Kyle Shanahan comes into this building saying, "I know that coach. I know that coach. I know that coach. I know what they do. I know how they do it. Mm. And I know I've got the more physical team." I don't think the Packers wanted to see the Niners. I'm not sure who I'm picking in this game. Yeah. I'm just saying history and coaching. I think the 49ers they are not scared to walk yeah. into that building, yeah. and they certainly aren't fearful of watching number 12 take the field on Sunday. In the great, well, really well said. The word "soft" the most the worst word you can use to describe any unit in the NFL. That's the word that's always thrown around when it comes to the Niners and the Packers in these matchups. The strength and physicality on the Niners side, and what's up with the defense? I've heard the word "soft." You know, uses the adjective to describe it. I don't think that's the case this year. No, I don't I think, do think I think it's different than they're going to get these studs back. They match up really well, these Niners, and it's they're impossible. They're terrifying because they're impossible to plan for, which we talked about with Debo and company. I will say, to me, it's if I'm a Niners fan or a Packers fan, I'm, I don't know how to set alerts on my phone because I'm not savvy at all, but <laughs> Fred Warner... Nick Bosa. That's it. This is the this is the most critical thing to me. I don't care. I, this is it right here because the Niners defense, they've had some shaky moments this year, Peter Schrager, and uh, it's hard to imagine them containing Aaron Rodgers without their two best defensive players. But to your point, and I want to know, M. Rob, as a player, the nine, I'm not saying that the Bucks are scared to face the Packers. I'm not saying the Rams are Stafford, but this team is certainly not afraid to go in there. There is no mystique of like they own them in the playoffs in recent memory. I, I think, I mean, I, I, I would implore our viewers to to just run that back with. Schrager just said what Peter just said. I think every player in the 49er locker room understands the power of their head coach mm -hmm. and the, his abilities. Uh, from what I hear from guys in that locker room, he literally stands up in front of the team and explains exactly how they're going to shred teams. So it gives this team confidence to go in there. And actually, I think the 49ers are playing off of that adversity, saying, look, man, nobody's giving, up a, giving us a chance. We've been in the playoffs for the last five weeks, pretty much, because yeah. we had to fight for our playoff lives. I'm telling you, don't don't. This is a, a resilient bunch. They know how to run the football, and they're and they're physical. I mean, just look at what Trent Williams does on almost every single play. This will be a tough matchup. Again, I don't know who I'm going to pick yet, but I tell you one thing: I'm going to be thinking about those Niners. Mm, how would you like to end the show? I'm just leaving it to you, Mike G. Oh, all the pressure. Me? Look at you. Yeah, you are our guest, and we thank we you. Right by us. the way, we thank you for coming in. We open with a thrust. We can end with a thrust. <laughs> No, don't do it, G.A. The pinch? Hey, why squeeze. Don't you, why don't you thrust some nuggets the here at the table for do the, the world? Dougie. Do the Dougie. Do the Dougie? It's like this in the Dougie. Yeah, this is, this is, there's there some of that. Uh, what's going on with any Giants news? People are looking towards you. What do you got? What's happening today? Uh, stay tuned. One of my colleagues will have something shortly. <laughs> it's not, you know, we got the, the second round of interviews is ongoing. I expect this thing to speed up and the Giants to make a hire sometime in the middle. It is the middle of the week. 
by the end of the week here. I got Get moving on that coaching search. I got something for you. Play callers in this divisional round. Be who you are. Know your team. Don't deviate from that. I know some of you guys got head coaching interviews. Don't blow it. Let's get it. And don't be conservative. We'll get into that tomorrow. I don't like that wild for weekend. We'll be back. Peter, great Dougie. Great job, great job, great job. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.